Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. Many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Welcome back to another episode of IT for Whiskey and Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Joe Yusia. I'm one of your two co-hosts today. I'm joined by one of my best buds in the whole world, Myron. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. You know, a year ago we did an episode like this where we voiced our predictions for 2021 and now we're going to do the same today for our predictions of 2022. I actually didn't we do that also like the year before? The year before that? Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. And, you know what's really funny is, you know, and and this is going to be me patting ourselves on our backs, you know, as as veterans in the industry, we've been doing this a long time. We we're pretty darn spot on last year. So let's see if yeah. we're be just as good this year and just as accurate my number one prediction that I, I i i called for and i'm calling for it again this year is that we'll never go back to 2019 whoever thinks they're going back to the way things were 2019 is has not has not woken up from the, from the nightmare <laughs> <laughs> So that's a great way of putting it, the nightmare. Well, yeah, we're not going back to 2019. And and I think, you know, when we when I made that prediction last year at this time, it, I was kind of really hoping I was wrong. But unfortunately, like usual, I was right. It is what it is. That's that's my saying. It is what it is. You know, what's really ironic is I were reviewing the predictions you and I made uh, before we hit record. And honestly, both of us were pretty spot on. You, M&A being a big piece of 2021. I'm going to call that again this year, though. Yes. You called it last year. I'm calling it this year. And I'm going to call it's going to be an even bigger piece of the MSP business in 2022. I think it's going to be the number one, top three for sure i read an article recently and 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 they were saying that in 2021 uh, it was the, the year with the most MA in the it channel whether it's msp or vendors or whatnot so yeah i think that trend is going to continue obviously we did an acquisition and we're hoping to do uh three more this year so i see that as a trend in uh, for ourselves and i see it as a trend uh, for the industry and the gorilla in the room or the elephant in the room about td and cenex there's another great example oh, yeah. of that was huge yeah and that's and, and to talk a little bit about that topic, I think that the industry is growing up, right? And realizing that together, working together, you know, through a merger or an acquisition is better than trying to do it all on your own. And I think as the industry matures, you're going to see that more and more. And that, you know, if you look at industries, other industries and how they go through their life cycle or evolution, that's typically what happens. The businesses evolve, they grow, they have cash, they, they buy each other and they become stronger. So I, I, I just see that happening here a lot more. It's really funny. Right before our session today, I actually was talking to a new customer. We literally just signed on today. 
And I asked Congrats. them, you know, this is a big step. Oh, thank you. This is a big step for you guys. You know, they're a small business. They're, they're quite small, but they're making plans to, to triple in size this year, which isn't hard when you're that small. They're like 10 users. And long story short, I asked them, you know, why did you make this decision to go forward? The, the CEO said to me, look, there's a few things in this world that I see I can't do on my own. They're an architectural engineering firm. She's an actual architect. They have engineers that on, on staff. And she said, I'm an architect. I own this firm, but let me tell you something. I rely on my CPA for financial advice in my, my books. I rely on lawyers to do my legal stuff. And I got to rely on IT people to do my technology because I don't have time for it. I don't understand it. You guys are specialists. I don't want to deal with it. And the the interesting thing is this was two smaller firms that came together that just just merged in order to to do this growth. It's very true that I, you know, another prediction I'm going to make is pre-pandemic, we were just another company that was trying to get their business, matter of speaking. And that's the way a lot of companies viewed MSPs and, and bars and whatnot. And I believe that this year is going to be the year that MSPs and MSSPs are treated as proper professionals compared yes. to before. Yes. So growing up is definitely a big part of it. There are, you know, we did touch on some very great topics in 21. We talked about security. We talked about compliance. We talked about certifications. We talked about so many different things. And those are all variables that are going to contribute to the consolidation and, and the formal professionalization of our industry. And the profitability of the business as well. Then there's always that. I'd love to go back to the days where I was making 40 points on a computer, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. But that's what services are for, right? Uh, I think you may not be getting 40 points on hardware, but I think that it, once you specialize or, you know, and, and go into specific areas, you could get a, a good amount of money versus just being the generalist. And I think that's, that's something that we're going to see more, right? As we get into more the managed security, you know, and, and things of that nature, those specialists are going to get more versus your generalist MSP. I mean, in our case, we're a generalist MSP. So, but I do, I, I do understand and those niche or those specific, you know, services will bring uh, top dollars compared to the regular stuff. So that, that's just something that as, as a business owner, you got to, as an MSP owner, you have to just think through and decide what, you know, what makes sense to you with the, with the, with the talent that you have in-house. It's true. And a big another big thing that uh, we realized last year is we encouraged our staff as they were working from home to sharpen their skills and, and get certifications and training and whatnot. And I feel like that's paid off in dividends for us this year so far. I already see a more professional attitude and, and people just taking on things that they previously would have shied away from. But you're working from home anyways. Sharpen your skills. Here's some credits. Go take some courses, et cetera, et cetera. And I really think that that's going to help propel our position in the marketplace. To touch on something you said, specialization. You're you're saying Cinetech is more of a generalist MSP, yes. which is fantastic. We unconsciously or subconsciously or unintentionally become really specialized in a couple of verticals, not because of anything we did, but believe it or not, it was because of our customers, the referral base, architectural and engineering. Architects and engineers, they're quite, they're not the same, but they're similar. Seems to be like our biggest vertical these days. Yeah. I mean, we do have a concentration of, you know, finance and, and law firms, right? Uh, accounting and, uh, and, and law. What I meant was that our I, our stack is more like a generous stack, not not a specialized stack. We're like, we're, you're, like you're, you're more into security. 
than we are, you know what I mean? And, and so on and so forth. So, or if somebody's more into cloud, but I think that's, that's, um, you know, if you're in a vertical, there's also obviously a benefit there because it's easier to standardize because they're, they're all, they're all typically wanting the same stuff. So your staff gets to you know, learn the same things and apply the same standards and so on and so forth. Yeah, and it's interesting because as I talk to, we have a big new business push for 2022. We have this whole formal marketing plan and the execution strategy and whatnot. As I talk to more and more new prospects that we don't deal with, you know, the question becomes, oh, who are you? Like, I've never heard of you guys before. And we're a small, we're a small shop compared to some of the much larger notable brands. And it's easier to just, name drop, if you will, and indirectly or brand drop. The irony is we're, we're talking to this new prospect that my biz dev manager has been working on for the last six months. And she's, thankfully, she is working with the, the sole owner and president of the firm. And there are two, over 200 employees and really nice guy, just very easygoing and always takes her calls and entertains it, whatever, whatever. But we recently, I had a call with him and I said, uh, his name's Billy. I said, listen, Billy, I said, this is why you need to work with us. I'll give you three companies in your, your industry that, you know, you can just pick up the phone and call. I don't even need to prep it. If you know anyone there, just call them and tell and see what they have to say. And it turns out that one of those three, by coincidence, he said, well, 40% of my, my revenue, and they're, they're a $20 million firm. And he goes, 40% of my revenue actually comes through that one company you just mentioned. And you guys work with them? I said, absolutely. I said, go ahead and talk to anyone you want there. I, it could be the CEO, any of the, the chairman. You could talk to anyone on the board, their VPs. Like, we know everyone there. It, it changed the conversation instantly. And my biz dev manager, she said to me, she said, you know, for six months, I've been trying to crack it. And, and I, that was like, the most progress like she's got him going and he's you know because especially when you're a couple hundred users guess what you're they, they get pitched a lot right what makes you different and that specialization was the difference and the fact that they're heavy partners with them and i literally concluded the call with uh, I, I said to him billy i really want to welcome you to the family you're already there and you just got to take that next step he said next friday let's talk so yeah. hopefully we we convert those guys so that's that's a, a big benefit of, of the specializations but circling back to topics of of uh prediction the topic of predictions for 2022 the other big prediction i have is that IT for whiskey is going to have a slight change in how we approach things. That's that's my last year. We made some predictions like we're going to do a topic on M&A. Well, that was episode 55. We talked about so many different things. We said we're going to do stuff on compliance and we did that as well. Security was a big one. Yeah, sure. That's great. And but I have a prediction, Myron, and this may shock you. But we're going to have a slight change in how we do IT for whiskey this year. I think I think so. Do you see that coming? We've been mentioning it the last couple of episodes, so something's got to got to come. Something's brewing. Keep listening because we got some some pretty cool stuff that we're working on in the background. Secret's going to come out soon enough. There's some cool stuff coming for sure. Let me ask you: How do you think now that I know it's different in Canada, but now that you know all the money dried up from government assistance and things of that nature. How do you think businesses are going to deal with some of the struggles that we still have? You know, we still have companies that are struggling. And when I mean companies, I mean customers, customers that are struggling, they're going to have to potentially cut back. I feel like there's, you know, like there's a big piece of the economy that's doing well, but there's another one that's a prop up and not a reality. You know, I think, I think there's going to be, believe it or not, I, my prediction from a non-IT perspective, but from an economic perspective, which I'm completely unqualified to talk about, by the way, but just my opinion, inflation's going to kill us. It's killing us already. 
no, it's going to get worse. It's about to get really bad. And, and it's common that when there's so much stimulus from the government that inflation follows. The problem with the way they executed it this time was it was too much too fast and encouraged, at least up here, it encouraged people to become complacent and lazy. Now you've got you know, in Canada, there was a big part of the of uh, the demographic that it was beneficial for them to stay home on CERB versus go to work because they made more money on CERB and they didn't have to do anything. And the problem with that is now you've got all this money that's flowed through to people without anyone working and companies suffered because of it. And so inflation is now going to go out of control. We, I think they posted uh, yesterday, the day, the day before in Canada, we, we had a 4.2% inflation and they're predicting for it to be a lot more. Here it says, I think it's seven here, but I think it's really like 30. Right. Well, just look at, you know, look at the price of a steak these days, right? Like that great steak that I used to spend like 18, 20 bucks on now cost me 30 plus dollars. It's insane. Or a car. I had a friend go buy a car and the, the, the markup because of the, the current market situation was doubling the price of the car. You want to know how crazy things are? So Chris, who's, you know, been a guest on the show a few times, my partner went to go change his snow tires. Yes. In Canada, we use snow tires. Went to go change his tires and put on snow tires recently. And there was a guy, some other customer that was looking to buy a truck. He's got an F-150 and saw it in the service service bay, the dealership. Do you know that he offered Chris almost what he paid for the vehicle in 2017 wow. to get it, to buy it from him? It was darn near, things got over 100,000 kilometers on it. He's like, I don't care. This is what I'm going to pay you. He's like, but that's almost what I paid for it in you like four years ago. Great. I want your vehicle. You know what Chris's answer was? How am I supposed to get home? Because the guy <laughs> said, don't worry, I'll drive you. <laughs> Can you believe that? He didn't take him up on it, but he went to go trade in. In the end, the dealership called him back and said, look, I'm going to give you a deal you can't resist. Trade your vehicle in because they wanted to sell it to the guy. And we'll put you in a new one. And you can drive it until whenever the new one comes in. And you know the other guy took the deal? Wow. I'll tell you, the, the, it, the numbers are crazy uh, right now. Uh, prices are going up, uh, whether they're, they're, you see it on social or anywhere, or you realize it yourself, the prices are going up for everything. So again, going back to the question, how does one deal with that? As an MSP owner, you got customers that are saying, no, 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 um, I'm not going to be able to spend money on equipment. But you have the push that you have to, whether it is get them to the latest version of a specific hardware or latest version of the software, but they're pushing back, you know, how do we deal with that? And then you have the flip side of that, that if inflation is going up, what you're paying your staff today is not enough for their living style. So to be able to meet their requirements, you have to raise the, the payroll, but your, your income is getting dinged because projects and customers are, it's, you know, how do we deal with that? It's it's a ripple effect that's going to happen this year, and we're going to see it, especially as inflation continues to spiral out of control. And there was two other times that we've seen this trend. So I was speaking to a friend of mine who's um, he is what what is his title? A historical economist, I think is his title. He works for one of the universities, and he studies the economy of the past to predict the future. And he was telling me in uh, I don't know about. Thanksgiving timeframe, uh, the real Thanksgiving in October, he was telling me that, you know, there was only two other times in history that we've seen the trend that we're going through right now. 
And in the last hundred years, what were the two other most historical events that affected the world? I'll give you a hint. They both have the same word in it. One is one and one is two. World War One, World War Two. Yeah. And so, and they lasted so many years. And then afterwards, how the economy went down and came back up and inflation went out of control and everything. So he, he's, he was saying to me, this is just his opinion, which I trust. He said, you know, what we saw after World War I was really bad. It wasn't nearly as bad after World War II. And I'm hoping that this is the equivalent to it, like World War III was against COVID. It is not going to be nearly as bad, but it's still going to be bad. And the worst is yet to come. So not to talk all doom and gloom, I think what will happen, we have technology on our side, thankfully, that'll help us curve a lot of that. And it'll help us like minimize the the drastic swing, but who knows what's about to come. So I say, I say, no matter what happens, raise your glass and say, I lived another day, (laughs) cheers kind of thing, because none of us can predict what's going to happen tomorrow, really. You got to stick to the things that you believe in. Don't, don't let the craziness of what's going on around the world deter you from your plan and and the focus that you're trying to do because at the end of the day if you believe in what you're doing it'll just continue to work right so i believe in this three bottle case that i bought last year of different scotches it was a good pry it was a gift set and it allowed me to have three different scotches for the episodes this is the gift that keeps on giving nice Each one has been different, and I know I've said these in other episodes, but for those that are new or have not listened, first one, it was a double-matured French oak cask, which basically, it was an interesting drink, by by the way, and I would say it's my favorite out of the three. The second one is a 12-year, and it's aged an oak bottle. And the last one, which is the one I'm having today, is first aged in a American oak, and then finished in a... I can't even see that. Maybe I've had too much to drink. Oh, you're getting old, buddy. Time to get glasses like me. Yeah. And then it's aged in an American bourbon bottle, uh, a cask that's been used for bourbon. So this one's a little bit more, you taste that bourbon in it. It's good. You know, these are all good bottles. If you can get these bottles for the price that they have it, that they're good drinks. But the first one is the double mature French oak cask finish is my favorite out of the three. So cheers to that. By, by the way, one last thing. I'm drinking on a glass that says it has um, some writing on it and it says because of work. <laughs> <laughs> I need a set of those. So today I'm drinking an old favorite of mine that we've talked about often in the show. And I will say part of it is because it is very nostalgic to me. And part of it is because I just freaking love it. It is the Dalmore Cigar Malt. It is one of my f- favorite scotches definitely up there it's just it is phenomenal but what i did today was something different so i thought i'd take a a a new spin on an old favorite and uh, for christmas one of my employees gave me a set of scotch rocks and so i was excited i was like great this is fantastic and i washed them and whatever, whatever. And then I I put them in the freezer and then, and that was at Christmas. And I, I, there was about two and a half weeks that I didn't come into the office. So I didn't touch them, whatever. And so I go to grab them today and put them in. And unfortunately, I'm not a fan of it. (laughs) I didn't like it. It it gave the, they, they had freezer burn. While we were talking, I Googled the right way to actually use Scotch rocks. And lo and behold, I learned I did it wrong. You're not supposed to leave them in the freezer. You're supposed to put them in the freezer a couple hours before you want to drink. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yes. that would make sense. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That makes so much sense. I feel like an idiot. Like, 
because they were in there for a month. I thought, I'll just throw them in when I need them, take them out, use them. And freezer burn overload so bad that this super expensive scotch, I had to put the glass aside. I can't drink it. It smells so bad. It is. For those of you that have not tried the cigar malt, yes, it's a little bit more money per bottle. But like everything, quality over quantity in life. Yeah, and and you let let it sit. You got to let it sit and air out. Oh, it's so good. Giovanni was one that the first time he tried it, he didn't like it because he poured it and tried it and said, I don't like it. And then a a few weeks later, he, you know, he had it again and he's like, what is this? I didn't tell him what it was. And I was like, this is cigar malt. And he's like, why did I not like this? (laughs) And it was because he, he didn't let it sit. So I poured this when we started recording, which was, let's say, at least 20 minutes ago. And I just started drinking it now. And it is, oh, it's phenomenal. I'm jealous. Dance, it dances in my mouth, this this whiskey. It's wow. So, much. so, you know, there is one more prediction I'm going to make for this year. We're going to see a whiskey shortage. It's already started. I'm, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but they're, they're calling. I'm prepared. They're, <laughs> well, we're not worried. <laughs> we, you and I, no problem. But a lot of people are going to have a problem. <laughs> and it's funny because common whiskeys that are on the shelf, like as everyone knows and Myron knows, I, I love the, the Balvini Caribbean cask. They haven't had it in our local liquor stores for months. As soon as they, they I saw that they got it in, I went and I bought a case. And the guy said, that's the only case we have. And I don't know when I'm going to get more. And I said, oh, well, sucks to be everyone else. Right. So I got my supply for the year. That also means that prices are going to go up because of that. So here, the Caribbean cask pre-pandemic was $140 a bottle, right? Do you know what they sell them for now? $165. Yeah. Do you know what the guy told me the, the next price point is going to be? It's going to be at $175. That's in 24 months. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's a significant difference. It is. Uh, what do you think? Do you think cybersecurity is going to continue to be hot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Do you know, do you know one of the, the, my favorite things is, I, this is going to sound so bad. I know it, I, there's no way to sugarcoat this and make it sound good. My favorite thing is when I get that phone call from a customer that says, one of my suppliers has been hacked. They've been ransomware. Can you help them? I love that phone call. Do you know why I love that phone call? Multiple reasons. One, yeah, it's a new customer. That's great. Two, guess what? My customer didn't get cyber, uh, cyber um, ransomware or, or, or hacked. Why? Because we have the proper technology in place. And my customer values that because they're like, yeah, we, we just had this happen recently where one of our customers said, this supplier got hacked, that one did, that one did, that one did. And they're the, the three main ones that we deal with and we didn't get affected. And I said, you're welcome. Yeah. And, and, and she said, yeah, I really appreciate it. Guess what? We got into all those customers That's and, awesome. and, and, and they're all customers now. I love those calls. Thankfully, knock on wood, none of our customers have actually called us saying, so we've been ransomware. What do we do? That hasn't happened. And I hope it never will. I do believe that cybersecurity is going to continue to be, you know, a hot topic. I think that there's going to be a lot more compliance built into the into the industry. It's just like I said last year. I think it'll continue. That that trend will continue. You know, a lot of people say that the that the MSP industry is saturated and blah blah blah. I don't think so. I think I think with the difference is that you're really going to start differentiating the those that say that they're an MSP and those that are real MSPs, and that's going to drive the right type of customers to to our you know 
to us. So that that's 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 my feeling. There is a lot of people out there say they're MSPs, but they're not. And while you add more compliances, while you add more things into the industry that requires them to be certified or or be true, it's going to get harder for them. It's going to get easier for 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 us, the ones that are real MSPs. Every industry has seen that. So I'm I'm going to exactly reel it back for a second. So let's look at your neighborhood mechanic. There, I don't know about your area, but in my area. Oh my God, where I live, there is literally a, a mechanic every hundred meters or 300 feet. And I'm not exaggerating. You literally can go into my area and where I live and there are thousands of them. It's ridiculous, right? Some succeed and then there's others that churn. You see this same mechanic shop that churns ownership constantly, right? Because they're hacks and it's no different. Cars have been around for a long time and everyone thought, well, you know, the mechanics like, Oh, this, that you gotta be sick. And then you get those that, you know, you, you get the brands that gouge you. Like there's this one brand that I, I, I need to change my tires and I forgot. And so I just called the, 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 the local mechanic shop that's in a Walmart and they, they wanted like $320 just to change my tires. I said, are you guys crazy? Yeah, but I can take you right now. So I'll wait. Thank you very much. And I paid my guy that I had to wait two days for that they're equally certified and treat me good $120 and save 200 bucks. Right. But it, and the funny thing is that place there, it, although it's in, it's called Oil and Lube, it's it's a brand up here. The management team of that location has changed like every eighteen months. Yeah, but I think those are the, just uh, for, for your example. That I think that's a franchise, and and, and it, it probably that's probably part of the reason. Yeah, but that franchise has been very poorly managed, and the rates are higher than if you go down the street, there's another one that the rates are half the price. I get your point. And, and yeah, that's, that's the whole deal. I mean, if you do your thing right and you're a true MSP, uh, you got all the pieces in place, you, you're going to be able to demand uh, top dollars. You're going to be able to demand best customers and so on and so forth. So I, I think that that's, that's a trend that's going to come out more and more this year. To circle back to what we said about M&A, the other big thing that's going to happen on the opposite end of the spectrum is a shakedown. The really poor performing MSPs that cut corners, you can only play on price for so long. You can, you can, you know... I, I know there's there's a common friend that you and I have that um, he's an MSP in the US and yeah. he runs it out of his house and he does a great job and his customers love him and he's been around for a long time and he's not going anywhere anytime soon and he has no aspirations to be, you know, like you and I have aspirations to grow and to do all these great things and he doesn't have that one. He's like, this is a lifestyle for me and I'm happy. I just want to go here. I want to go do what I want with my family and maintain, but I take care of my customers and I don't cut corners. And he calls me often and says, Hey, you know what? I got this problem that I'm dealing with. What do you guys use to fix that? And I tell him, and you know what? He, he buys into it and he'll go and deal with it. He'll take care of his customers. So it's not about size. No, it's not about size. You and I have one thing above everything that we have in common. We wear our heart on our sleeves for our customers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the acquisition we made, they weren't big, but they were a well-oiled machine as a business, the customers were great. And it's it's not about size. It's only four people. It's about how they treat their customers, how they run the operation. Do they do all the right things? You know, whoever's listening, you don't have to be a big MSP. You know, you just have to run the operation and care. That's the thing. See, Nancy, from the first day I met her, I liked her for one reason. She wears her heart on her sleeve. She always have, she always will. She has that similar characteristic where she, you know, her and Angel care about their customers. Right. You know, and we have a lot of peers that are in our 
inner circle, you and I, that they're there because of the same reason, care. Yes, absolutely. Those that care will succeed and those that don't, well, if you guys don't really care about your customers and see them as a paycheck, it'll, it'll come back to you. On a high note, I was going to say 2022 is upon us. If you think that it's going to be another dire year, then I feel for you because I'm going to make it the best year ever for me and for our business. That's what you got to do, you know, to close it off. If you care, things will be fine. So see you soon. See you soon. IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. You smoke that Cisco and you may uh, DDoS yourself. (laughs)